0: Inescapably.
1: Inescapably. inescapably foreign. Welcome to Without Borders. I'm your host, Nolan Yuma Jansen. If this is your first time tuning into the show, remember you can go to withoutborders.fyi to ac- access the transcript, some language notes, and a bunch of interesting articles about uh, nomad experiences, immigrant stories, and uh, there's just a bunch there for anyone else that feels inescapably foreign. Today I'm here with Tola Alade, um, and he's an experienced creative director, brand designer, and CEO of Marmalade Venture. Uh, we're going to get into that a bit more, uh, but first of all, Tola, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing very well. Uh, it's great to it's great to finally be on a call now. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, I've been excited. I've been looking forward to this for the past I guess month and a half. Yeah, I contacted you. Yes. Um. So I found out about Marmalade Collective because I was looking at other websites that uh, used ghost.org. And are you the one who started the website as well? Or are you,
0: was that someone on your team? No, that's myself. Um, that was after lots of research, weighing up pros and cons, and finally decided on, on Ghost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm super happy with Ghost because uh, for the listeners who don't know, it's a non nonprofit. Um they also try they also they're also carbon neutral. So mm-hmm. it's a, an organization online that I feel good about being a part of. Yes. And clearly
0: it's uh connecting people as well. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so Tola, where are you right now? So I'm based in London, uh London, England. Um and I've lived here for the last what since two thousand and four, which is eighteen years ago. Yeah, and are you in Shoreditch? Because I saw you were doing some projects in Shoreditch, correct? Or no, no, no. So um, I used to have an office in Shoreditch, and Shoreditch has become somewhere I just spend quite a lot of time, uh, both professionally as well as just socially partying. Yeah. Okay. And did you grow up in London? I would say so. I came to the UK. Uh when I was sixteen in two thousand and four. So I would say my formative years in terms of um my f- formative years as a young adult or, you know, a um a teenager, yeah, were sort of uh happened here, over here. Yeah. Okay. And where where are you originally from? I'm from Nigeria. From Nigeria. Okay. Lagos, Nigeria, yeah. Nice. And do you go back there often or? Um so So I came in 2004, as I mentioned before, um, and it took me a long time to go back, uh, purely off the back of um, I wanted to go with the right people because, you know, I had some concerns about, you know, not not knowing enough people back there and not being able to access certain places or certain things. Um, And what happened is I managed to get a group of friends about four of us in total and we went back in 2018 mm-hmm. and that was that was that that was just a it was such a life-changing experience in what my genuine way yeah sorry in, in what ways was it life-changing i mean been- to say one um i love my you know i'm from nigeria but because i grew up there mostly as a you know as a child um my understanding or my re- recollection of how Nigeria was or how Lagos was uh, specifically was seen through the eyes of a kid, but going back as a sort adult um I just got to see things differently, and some of my assumptions about just the state in which I thought I left Nigeria are completely blown away um everything has changed um there's nothing you really want to access um but there's nothing. There's nothing you can access in the West that you can't access in 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 Lagos, Nigeria. You know, it's so um, cosmopolitan. You know, and 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 also, um, it was where I had the initial idea for marmalade um, when I went in 20. I was I was just gonna say because
1: if you had certain assumptions and they were broken from that trip, that's also yeah. what you're achieving with marmalade, yeah. right? Is yeah. uh, changing kind of like these brand images. Yeah. Um. But, but so before we get into that, or we can tie it into marmalade. Uh, what were some of these specific assumptions
0: that, that were broken from this, from this visit? So, uh, first one was, um, it's unsafe. Um, you know, going to Africa, going to anywhere in Africa, you know, isn't safe. You're going to need, you know, a constant, uh, bodyguard or, or, you know, or some sort of police or someone following you around just in case something happens. Um, that was nonsense uh, because, first of all, um, I've never felt safer anywhere else than I felt, you know, when I was in Lagos. Um, another assumption is um, the, you know, just basic things like, you know, the water wasn't going to be good enough or the the, the internet wasn't going to be, you know, as quick as I want it to be. And those things were absolutely, like, the complete opposite. And finally, you know, it it, it was just the types of people i met whilst i was out there you know um i've worked in the creative space um for the last 12 years and you know i worked with some really amazing people over here in the uk as well as you know uh, abroad in the us and just being able to to meet people of you know very similar caliber as well as in some cases probably even a lot better um was just mind-blowing for me and It just got me excited about what was happening, especially in the creative um, entrepreneurial space. Now,
1: do you think uh, most of these assumptions exist because how it's still portrayed in some mainstream media? Or do you think it's more historical? Like, do you think there just have been a lot of sudden changes
0: in the past five years or the past 10 years? I think it's a mixture of both. Uh and I'll say three things. I think one, um, of course there there's still a uh, very much, you know, um, I would say a mixture of incomplete or negative sort of perception of Africa and who Africans are in general, um, in Western mainstream media. Um some of that is just due to lack of ignorance and some of that um i would say in some cases uh i don't know how much of that is 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 you know it's intentional but um i like to focus more on the things we can actually control then the second thing is um i think as 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 africans or or as um africa as a continent um we we have lots of rich stories but our ability to tell these stories you know in a way that can resonate not just with ourselves but with the wider world i think there's a huge huge uh, area that needs to be explored um and then the the final thing i think i've observed as well is um they are distribution channels that never used to exist um 10 years 10 20 years ago that exists now so it's making it a lot easier for information to flow and for people to to access you know uh information that they would have maybe re- relied on certain traditional media um in order to access but now thanks to social media, thanks to you know influencers, thanks to uh, you know, people like yourself, uh, you know, being able to establish platforms and actually just go direct to the people that you want to reach. So I think these three factors have kind of contributed to where we are and not where we've been, where we are and hopefully where where we're gonna go is 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 very exciting.
1: Yeah. So from from what I know from the Marmalade Collective, those three factors that you just went over, I think the Marmalade Collective is doing an excellent job, an outstanding job using these three factors in in the work. Uh, now, for the listeners who aren't familiar, can you just uh, tell us
0: a little bit more about the Marmalade Collective? For sure, for sure. Um, you know, when I when I had the idea for Marmalade, um, I the <laughs> there's something about um just just you um I listened to a a guy called Jordan Peterson um I listened to all of his lectures and you know uh he's a clinical psychologist and, and
1: it's just amazing that you brought him up because I have some notes here for the
0: interview that we're gonna get it Well, hopefully. oh wow okay <laughs> <laughs> um and he there's this there's this phrase he says all the time that sometimes um We think we have ideas, but sometimes ideas have us. Um, And I strongly believe marmalade as a concept, uh, as an idea that's had me for a long time, you know, because I'm very fascinated and very interested in um, cultural diversity. I'm very interested in identity. And I'm also very interested in, you know, uh, um, self-expression, because um, I believe we are individuals and we are, we should be allowed to express. Who we are in whatever way that manifests. So that's that's a long way to say. Initially, um I had that I felt something. Um, I didn't know what it was, I didn't know how it was meant to be brought to life. And then a short while later, um, the the the, the sort of foundation for marmalade came off the back of um this narrative, which is one, a very strong belief on what do I believe in terms of what do I believe of the world and it came from this line we believe Africa's stories and its culture are its most valuable assets Um, some people would say no it's natural resources some people would say it's you know a whole bunch of different things but in my opinion um, these stories and and African culture uh, you know is what we've been able to successfully export to the rest of the world and also um, there's also one one aspect of you know of africa or africans that um benefits everyone from the top to the bottom you know everyone can access music everyone can access films everyone can access you know different things so so marmalade initially started out where from this really strong belief uh, and then um i then moved into a next phase uh, um where you know what's what's opposing this belief you know in the actual wider world. And I realise, you know, it's just this incomplete perception of African and African culture in the mainstream. And it's not because there aren't people trying or there aren't there aren't enough uh, uh um you know there aren't enough websites or, you know or blogs trying or, or, or different sort of mediums trying. Um but it's because a lot of the content that's been created, um, first of all, aren't as premium as I feel they need to be. And then secondly, um, they aren't brought to life in a way that really resonates with um, people that are non-black or non-African. Or non, um, um, so long and short is Marmalade is a digital media company uh, and... We are bringing Africa's culture and stories to life in a way that resonates not just with Africans, but with, with a global mainstream audience. Um, yeah. And we call that that sort of intersection of African audiences and mainstream audiences, um, we're calling that the new mainstream. Um, so we're on a mission to basically build out this new mainstream um, and and really um, spread the influence or the, the understanding of African culture uh, to that global mainstream.
1: Excellent. Now, um, I want to make sure we return to the economic side, and that's going to tie into Jordan Peterson. But what I found very interesting what you just said is um, how do we bring some of these African stories? And of course, stories and brands can be synonymous in some cases, especially when the, with the type of work that you do. Um, so how what are some things that you do to reach the the wide audience right like people like me what are some ways that you're doing so to make sure these stories connect to a broader audience and don't just stay
0: within Africa for sure um first of all um it's the ability to understand um to understand data so um a lot of what we do is very data driven um but initially, we were trying to do things the de- de- sort of the um, de- expected way, which is, you know, you have an idea and then you just go on social media and start creating, you know, original video content, or in- original podcast, you know, and distributing. But we very quickly realized um, there's already really amazing content out there. And we just don't want to add to, to you know, you know we don't want to end up duplicating what already exists but there's a lack of curation there's a lack of finding um finding the best content um you know you as a you know as a as a you know as a subscriber or you as a someone that's interested in African culture you wouldn't know where to look so we then initially we then decided um rather than creating original content uh we want to start by curating content so at the moment we have a newsletter uh, that we publish every week and in that newsletter we basically um create like a like a summary of five or six of the best stories in that week um or in sorry in the previous week um around african stories uh about news of of um africans or, or sort of african culture um
1: and this includes entrepreneurs, musicians. Um, so I've, I've seen that there, you do a lot with fashion and style yeah. as well. Right?
0: Yeah. So we focus, on, we focus on music. We focus on fashion. We focus on food. And we also focus on travel as well. And we focus on these things because they are very experiential. And also they are a very quick way into, you know, trying out, trying out, Trying out food from a different culture doesn't require you to first of all speak the language or understand the language you just have you just have to be you know interested uh, Same same music as well you know they are um lately i've been l- i've been listening to another uh, Dutch rap um I don't understand a, you know a single word of what's been spoken but if i've, I've a translator worked. I'll translate it for you i do that so. <laughs> oh yes
1: oh yes yes
0: yes so i, I I've been listening and i came I came across this through someone on instagram who's been listening a lot lately as well and so for me it's it's focusing on these things that are that are very that are easier to that that are that's that creates kind of like an inroad you know into into african culture and you know leave out the very complicated subjects such as you know religion such as you know politics such as you know conversations around you know sex and gender and you know those those conversations um yes they yes they are very useful but um at marmalade we want to focus on the positive end of marmalade and basically avoid things that 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 um that's that sort of um that keep people apart or that divide people we actually want to bring people together irrespective of wherever you're from so unity is is something that that's that's very uh important to me especially in a world that's very divisive now. divided yeah oh uh, well that that's interesting because so-
1: sometimes that's a very difficult thing to achieve right because um some people might end up being political without knowing it with their branding be- because they want to unify. right. Like if you look at a lot of the movies nowadays, um, they always make sure that there's a more diverse cast um, cast, um, sorry, um, right? They make sure that there's this many gay people, this many transgender people, this many people for uh, Asian people, right? Um, now by doing that, even if you just do it for, let's say, a commercial, Right, and you're not making a political statement. You kind of are making yeah. a certain social political statement. Yeah, right. And um, from a lot of content that I've seen on Marmalade, I don't think you do make these political statements. Just as you said, right? You just focus on this enjoyment of bringing people together. Um, yeah. and I I think that's excellent. But yeah. one question I do have, like, uh, for me, I've I've only been to Morocco. I don't. I haven't been to uh, many many countries in Africa and I, I really want to go and I have I'm well read enough and I know enough people that I do have a very positive image about Africa as well um, but one thing that always throws me a little bit is looking at the stats around politicians and the amount of um, well anti-gay rhetoric that there is right anti-LGBT kind of rhetoric Um is is there anything that Marmalade is trying to do to show that? Well, I don't know what what the truth is. Is is it as bad as as they say? Like in when I look at the statistics, right? Like, and of course, the statistics you have to be careful. But you look at the amount of people in Nigeria that believe that being gay should be a crime, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's quite high. I have to double check, but I think it was over fifty percent. And you see that this is written in the laws. Do you think that branding can change this perception? If branding should change this perception, um it, it, is it true is it not
0: true? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, um uh, that is a very very complex topic to. Of course, the 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 question is quite simple, but the what is attached to that, you know, uh it goes way back and it goes you know, it goes into different strands of of things we could explore and of course you know if we're at three hours to you know chat uh i'll go deeper you know into into what my own sort of personal views are uh, you know about uh, um about those subjects but as i said in the beginning um where i'm deeply deeply fascinated you know by self-expression and just this belief that you know we are individuals and we are allowed to be who we are um and I think that's, that's something, you know, I, I, um, we definitely, you know, uh, you know, push in terms of how we, in terms of how we are, how we're, how we're portraying ourselves. Um, we are, we are definitely, a, a, um, I would say it's definitely an area that we don't, it's a very, it's a very, very, very huge tool, uh, uh, like um sort of um um landmine in terms of just just you know different views and the different you know opinions so um i would say those those sorts of topics uh we definitely don't focus on those not not because we're, we're we're we are um i guess concerned about doing so it's just it's just very very complex to to get into basically but um I'm aware of those stats. Again, as you said, um, I don't know what those. I don't know the the basis of what those stats are. But ultimately, uh, everyone is allowed to be who they want to be, and and and, and express themselves um, how they want to express themselves as well. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: all right. Well, then to bring it back to the Jordan Peterson and uh, with the economy, um, so. When I was preparing for this, I was reading a little bit about um, why certain countries in Africa might be doing better than others economically, and uh, just looking at the history. Why, of course, in many African countries there is quite a bit of a lower GDP, right, than um, Mm -hmm. than in some other or than in some Western countries, and. Of course there's always the the argument that um like I think it's the ec- economist uh, Nathan Dunn, right? He says that one of the key factors underlying Africa's uneven economic development um is from the unexpected lin- uh, lingering after effects of the slave trade. Right? And I was watching this video with Jordan Peterson and um uh Maget Wade. Do you know who Maget Wade is? No. Okay, so she's she's a, um an African woman. Um, I forget which country she's from, but she she's an entrepreneur. And she she has this conversation with Jordan Peterson and she thinks that there's way too much um focus on this idea that the slave trade is the reason that um Africa still doesn't have or some African countries don't have this economic development. And she says, no, then that's bullshit, it's corrupt politicians. And there needs to be more better economic regulation. And she believes that it's it's, what's going to help Africa is a real focus on free trade, right? And she brings up some of the examples of countries that are doing well. And it has nothing to do with um, history of colonization or anything like that. It really has to do with what they're doing now, who they're voting for now, what kind of businesses are coming into play. Um, but on the other side, when I read like Nunn's arguments about, uh, how much slavery and how much the colonization has affected, uh, Africa to, mm-hmm. to this day, I think there are definitely both sides, but I was just wondering what your opinion is about this, because of course you're an entrepreneur and, uh, obviously very interested in, in, um, build for showing the economy. So. For sure. Um,
0: again, uh, thank you for a great question. Um, so i'll start with um again what are my personal beliefs on the world uh first of all my i i believe hugely in in individual responsibility which is um you have to figure out what you can do to solve um to solve whatever sort of issues that you see in the world um if there are things that call out that 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 seek your attention constantly um then there's something in there there's something in there to be explored um, so that's always my guiding principle in terms of everything that I go into colonisation I think in general um, of course it's quite an emotive topic um, you know that that's, uh, many people have you know given their, their their sort of views on what they think happened what they know happened how they think that, that sort of impacted where we are today and you can't discount um, the, the sort of impact of 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 what the 400 years of slavery uh what that basically you know uh, uh, um what that sold or or what that all that uh, um how that has potentially you know affected where africa is uh um as a continent but again i believe um that's something that did happen and also um it's colonization you know happened to not just africans um everyone at different stages of sort of been through uh um, that,
1: that's exactly what she says in the interview as well she says news flash it's it, it's part of human history yeah. right your Euro- europeans
0: were enslaving other europeans and yeah. uh yeah we 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 just happen to be the most recent ones um you can go as far back as the you know as the mongols you know and 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 and, and just just um every continent or every sort of uh superpower in the world or or, or country or continent you know have sort of been through different phases of this i think where we are right now we need to recognize the abilities and the, the the access that we do have and literally just start solving our you know our own problems um i've chosen to focus more on the media side of things which is to 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 focus on how do you shape how do you change perception and how do you shape perception in a more positive way and you know we are basically starting here and who knows what this would be in five years or who knows what this would be in 10 you know 20 years um so for me um, what happened happened that's the way i personally look at things um my mom uh is a you know a very entrepreneurial nigerian woman uh, a lot of my my so sort of passion for building businesses actually you know uh, uh comes from her and she's never, for once, we've never had a conversation about slavery. We've never. Because, first of all, yes, she's aware of it, but I don't think she lives her life under the shadow of, you know, slavery and, 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 you know, always having to make, you know, connections about everything that happens to you presently back to those things. So, for me, um, I've always felt, you know, the... The emotional attachment to slavery has always been something uh uh, uh really pushed and promoted probably more by African Americans, uh because um they they you know this there's, there's this there's this um and this is this is my own way of quoting this, there's this strong lack of lack of, you know, a rooted identity out it so to speak in terms of who are you you know and and and, you know you know and if your sense of identity is not grounded properly then you know it, it it leads to some of the conversations that we have you know over social media so for me personally um I understand the past I understand the present and you know I'm more excited about the future and how the things we have access to and the tools we have access to and the understanding we have of the of the wider world um where this is going to lead us to because um that's what you should be more concerned about um as opposed to what has been because what has been has been you can't change that um but where you are going to be um is where is what we need to invest time and resources into shaping right now definitely definitely
1: like of course, you to understand where you're going, you do have to understand where you have been. But I think yeah. sometimes this conversation just focuses too much on where we have been, and it just creates um, a greater divide sometimes. Yeah, right. Rather than focusing on the future, rather yeah. than focusing on our similarities. Rather than focusing like what you're doing with your project, the ways that we can work together and the ways that we can help each other, rather than focusing on all the horrible things we did in the history, which of course, of course, is crucial to know, yeah.
0: but it shouldn't be the the center of the conversation, in in my view. And just to mention as well, Nolan, you know, and that that's what really drew me to you know, uh, really wanting to you know have this conversation with you as well, which is um, just even the name of your your platform without borders i believe that's where we are going in the world uh the world is becoming more borderless and and, you know people are going to converge over more over you know mutual interests and more over experiences as opposed to you know this is where i'm from or you know or, or or you know skin color or you know race i think people are going to move and merge in ways that uh probably we haven't seen uh over the last maybe you know uh um, 100 years and that's what's happening right now so this this divisive conversations that happen in the in the general world you know uh, again i understand them i understand them um but you can choose what you do uh um moving forward and we want a world where you know people are are truly unified and you know there's a phrase that i use all the time which is unity not uniformity um we don't want to be you know boxed into different camps which is you know black people and you know dutch people and it's like no but we're, we're just humans of course we're humans with you know experiences and and strong ties to our heritage and strong ties to our culture and the beauty is seeing those cultures you know basically you know uh, uh, um, um spread beyond the actual joke ge- beyond the geographical borders of you know of these of these places so that's what really gets me excited about what you're doing and these stories that you're telling as well
1: thank you thank you and that that's is it is my goal with without borders right um and i, I th- what did you say sorry uh instead of focusing on uniformity we should be focusing on unity so unity not uniformity yeah. uniformity and instead of putting people in boxes and yeah that kind of makes me think, like, when I went to university, um, well, I studied uh, English and psychology, so I had a lot of classes in the, in the arts, <laughs> and uh, they started talking a lot about critical theory, right, and uh, checking your privilege and everything like that. And um, I'm very well aware of my privilege, and I understand that I've had it easier than many people. But what I found interesting about a lot of this critical theory is their goal as well is is to unify, right? And to to bring people together and, and create more equality. But then you have this intersectionality and they look at all these little boxes, right? You have to, okay, if, if you're this skin color, then your privilege is here. If your parents had this much money, your privilege is here. If you're, what your gender is, what your sexual orientation is, and they just keep breaking down people into boxes. Yeah. And to me that, that's not our way to make the world more equal and unified at all. Um, yeah. And I'm a pretty left-leaning guy, right? I don't know where politics are. It doesn't really matter for me. Like, I I know Jordan Peterson's a pretty right-leaning guy. There are things I don't agree with him with. There are things yeah. I, I find um, very interesting, Yeah, what he says, right? Um, But the main thing, whether left, right, which is a false dichotomy anyways, is I don't think we should be focusing so much on these little boxes. I mean, they're good to be aware of but it's again, it should not be the center of the
0: conversation. Yeah. And for me, you know, it's, it's um, it's it, uh, you have to, you have to think critically as a human being, you know, just these boxes that have been set aside to say, Hey, you know, are you left? Are you right? You know, they, they, they are, they are designed to produce a certain outcome. And so for me, I approach everything with critical thinking, which is, yes, I can engage with a subject I don't agree with. I still hold my, I still hold my, 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 my views. Or if I see errors in my way of thinking, you know, adapt that or, or, or or sort of fix that. So for me, uh, yes, I listen to Jordan Peterson. Uh, um, There are things that, you know, he definitely says that I definitely don't agree with, or I would approach in a slightly different way. But, I listen to him in a very critical in a very you know with with, with my with my mind switched on and, and 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 not just him a whole bunch of different people you know i i enjoy interviews with um joe rogan because you know i i love long form subjects or, or long form um platforms where you can basically speak on a particular subject for you know two three hours um that's why some of the the things that you brought up previously um there are things that definitely i can go into but again some things you just can't explain in 10 minutes some things you can't explain in 20 minutes sometimes it needs three hours sometimes it needs three weeks you know of one hour conversations every two days you know um so yeah so uh, um yeah i'm i'm I, i just think there's there's enough information out there for us to to be able to you know think critically and also make our minds up um on, you know, what we, what, what our point of view is on, on the world, um, because people like your Elon Musk's and your, your, um, you know, what they, what, what, what you see manifest through everything they do is their point of view. You have to have a point of view on life. And, um, my point of view on African culture is what I'm trying to manifest through Marmalade. Um, yeah. hence why I've very well established. Hence, why when you ask me initially, you know, what is marmalade? You know, I always start from belief. I always start from belief, which is what do you believe about the world? For the first year running, marmalade between twenty nineteen and twenty end of twenty twenty, um, I didn't even call it a digital media company because you don't know what it is when when you when you when you give birth to something off the back of a belief. All you have is just that belief. And you have a mission in terms of what you're trying to achieve, but you don't know what that is. So, you know, I would have conversations with people and you could see, you can almost mentally see them present these boxes and trying to ram it into one of those boxes. And they would ask me, Bob, I've heard what you've said, but is it this? And I'll go, no, we're on a mission to do X, Y, Z. And I just repeated that and repeated that. And people that are interested would draw closer to that. And people that are just trying to get to you know um whatever sort of boxes that have have prepared for you um you you can just see them get frustrated with you know just tell me is it an agency is it you know is it a platform is it so i I don't know because it's a newborn baby with lots of potential and i don't know what that is and and i'm going to explore that through how it bumps against the real world Uh, and eventually we're going to figure out what this thing is and we're in a really good place now with that.
1: I think that's not only an excellent way to think about brands and companies, but also just people in the world in general, right? Like rather than just thinking about putting things, everything into categories. And I think that kind of stems from academia, right? If, you, yeah. if you're if you an academic, you kind of need to put things in, in categories to be able to to study it, right? Yeah. Um, but that's also again, the beauty with podcasts, right? We don't need to be putting everything in on, on a paper. We can just have these free discussions and they can yeah. go different ways. and um, the same with a brand or with a company, especially if you have a clear objective and a clear yeah. message. Yes, yeah, right. I um, was always interesting for like for me with uh, identity, I m- one reason that I have without borders is because my identity is not tied to geography. I mean, I was born in Chile moved to Belgium, then went to Canada. Now I'm in Spain. I've never Uh, felt like, okay, truly global citizen. citizen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, third culture kid, global citizen for sure. Um, And I understand when people say, like, I don't know really where I come from, and I definitely struggle with it still. Uh, I get better and better at it, but it's a lifelong struggle, not really having your identity attached to geography. But... I think with projects like yours and just where the world is heading right now, people who don't have their identity attached to geography or location are going to start to find a community that is just beyond borders. Yes. Uh, Yes.
0: Yes. Um, And this is what excites me. You know, when I I've got a manifest um I've got a manifesto. Um I, I think I share that with you, but I'm not sure. Uh but I'll share that with you. Um I ha- I have it here actually. Um and for me, you know, I just woke up one night and just thought, you know, what what do I see in the future? And a lot of what you've just said, um now are things that, you know, I I don't have any concrete data evidence of, you know, s- some of those things, but it's just what I believe of where the world is going and and you are absolutely spot on um, you know we are going to see there are people I have come across and there are people living in Lagos in Nigeria in Tanzania in South Africa in that are by race they're not from those places but it resonates so deeply with those cultures and you can't you can't take that away from them you can't say because you're a certain skin colour you know you, you you're not allowed to, you know, if, if that's what you resonate with, then that's what you resonate with, you know? Yeah. Um I've, I've had conversations, you know, about, you know, culture appropriation and I hate that word so much. You know, I I understand oh, okay. what it means. Well that's interesting. So okay. I understand what it means, but you know, sometimes I think there's a there's a it's it's a sliding scale. Yes, there are things that can be appropriated, but there's also appreciation we hardly there's very few conversations about appreciation and what I'm starting to do with Marmalade is highlights aspects of African culture that's been embraced by people that are non-African or non-black because that's 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 exciting to me that's exciting things that I'm I've grown up with to see someone else you know embrace that and and really want to genuinely know Everything they can about it is what really excites me.
1: Okay, so that's interesting to me, and it kind of ties into something you mentioned earlier when it comes to African Americans, right? Where they might have different views on some of these things. Yeah. Um, When it comes to, like, white dudes with dreadlocks, (laughs) like, appropriation like that, I've only heard... yeah, North Americans complain about those types of things and say yeah. like, oh no, if if a white dude has uh <laughs> dreadlocks, it, it's racist.
0: Yeah. In my opinion, it's not racist, it's just why pick someone... I mean, I'm wearing a Norway hat, you know, and this is this is probably one of my favorite hats and you know, I wore this to an exhibition, not a film screen in um in December and you know, just off the back of the hat, some people were baffled, why are you wearing like, you know, yeah. a hat from Norway? because i love the hat That's it you know it's not sometimes we don't have to have clear rationales as to why you know you want to have dreadlocks you just want to and and, and it's not taken away from anyone actually it's 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 just your your there's something about yourself and your identity and your your you know individuality that you're trying to express and and If it happens to come out in the form of you wearing dreadlocks. Yeah. Good on you. You
1: know, do you think like this whole thing, especially in North America, where you can't say this if you're this skin color, you can't say this if you're from here, you uh, can't wear this. If you're from this culture, you can't um, act like this. You can't sing this. If you're from this culture or this race,
0: I've got very strong views on this. Very, very strong views.
1: Okay. I want to know some of your views. I'm starting to get a hint at it, but I'm also wondering, do you think this is very a North American way about talking about race issues and culture issues or do you think it exists everywhere? Because from my experience, it seems like these conversations are so prevalent in North America and in the rest of the world it's like people don't care as much about like the language you use and stuff like that if you say the word wrong they might just be like hey man don't say that word around me whereas in north america it's like you're a racist if you say this or you're um uh, you're you're a racist if you have
0: dreadlocks you're blah 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 yeah i think the so i'm gonna zoom out um you know and 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 this is me trying to look at the forest not the not the individual trees because you know that they are lots of trees and lots of trees with different textures and different, um, and except I'm a, you know, I'm i I'm, I'm a AI bot. Uh, I can't fully access every single, you know, opinion on, on, on what people think on this. But zooming out, my observation is the conversation we're truly having um, about these things literally just boils down to who can speak and who can't who's allowed to who's allowed to say this and who's not allowed to say this who's allowed to control certain narratives and who's not allowed and i fundamentally just oppose that um we are free thinking human beings that should be able to you know should be able to explore the world and be allowed to make mistakes of course um There are, there are things that, 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 that we've, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still wrestling with this too. There are things that we have agreed as society and society means a collective of individuals who have agreed to live by certain principles and, 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 you know, adhere to certain, you know, um, um, but for me, culture is evolving so much at such a pace where, you know, what was, what was okay, you know, last year, this year might not be cool or might not be acceptable so ultimately how what what do you base what do you base your 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 sort of morals and your values on you know um again it, it it just goes back to what type of person are you and also what's the intention behind what you're looking to do in the world so for me um part of the way you explore things especially as a creative um you know i'm I'm, I'm very very creative um and, and i also happen to very artistic to so I can I can express my ideas in design or in art. Um part of the role of, you know, creatives, artists and just human beings is you explore the world by making mistakes, by you know, you 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 cannot have fully fledged um formulated opinions that that you that that's isn't going to offend someone somewhere or, or 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 it's it's part of the whole thing and it's it's you know as jordan says speak the truth just talk truthfully that's it because if if you are if you are if you are speaking truthfully uh you know uh, then be ready to 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 contend or wrestle with how that hits the world because you know that's coming from a genuine place so for me um I never really worry too much about, you know, trying to, you know, express myself or, you know, or, or just, just people around me, you know. I want to know what's in your head. I want to have conversations. And I don't want to have a conversation with, you know, you know a, um an avatar, you know, of the real person. I want to speak to Nolan, actual, actual Nolan. And, and and that's why even this conversation, you know, um I'm loving the the way it's taken different directions and and and, and you know of course though coming back to the subject of of where we are but ultimately i think it's a battle of who's allowed to speak and who's not allowed to speak i and- think i think you're spot on and that's
1: what i think about it too because and that's the other thing with without borders right it's not just about borders with countries but just with thinking right you have to go outside of the borders and as you said you might make mistakes you might say things that are wrong you might offend people and from that you might have to retract you might have to reformulate your opinions you might have to expand and grow as a person but if you're uh if people are controlling what you're allowed to say then yeah. whoever's doing that is on the wrong side of history i like i find it so interesting that if we just look like 40 years ago 50 years ago they were burning books because they had gay people in it right or they they were burning books because they were um uh, it's just like, yeah, celebrating uh, LGBTQT communities or sometimes even burning books because uh, it wasn't um, presenting white people in a good way or something like that. Right. And then nowadays, it's like the other side all of a sudden saying, OK, we're no longer publishing these books because it has a, ra- uh, a racist undertone. We're no r- longer publishing these books because it has this undertone. But it's like that's kind of denying part of our history first of all, and also just it's it's hiding some of the
0: voices and yeah that are out there I and mean, we shouldn't it's trying to sanitize humanity and humanity cannot be sanitized it's 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 that's very free flowing it's very dynamic it's very you know and 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 we don't really yes there's books on psychology and there's there's a great understanding of of humans but we're still very weird creatures you know uh we know the right thing to do but sometimes we choose not to do them you know Uh, and and we can have the, the 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 logical data on what we should do in certain but we don't so again that's the beauty of humanity and this sanitization of oh because this was you know you have to you know you know pull things down or you have to you know hide things like no it's part of history history History, you know, has its upsides and also it, it 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 has its brutal sides as well. And we have to embrace both. It's the yin yang, you know, um, order chaos and you know, where we have to live is on the borders of, you know, order and chaos. Um as opposed to just trying to create so called safe spaces, you know. What the hell what the hell does that even mean? You know? Um yeah, so so for me, uh, um, yeah, I, I I like to, I mean, I, I I just I like to focus on what I know and what I have very strong understanding and and, and so grasp of. Um, Definitely, and that's how okay. I live my life. I'll I'll respect
1: your safe place. If I come into your safe place, I will follow your rules, but don't enforce your safe place onto me, yeah. kind of thing, yeah. right? Um, now we've talked a lot about <clears throat> how a way to solve some of the issues is by focusing on the individual um but then you also mentioned with marmalade you're trying to break some of these assumptions people might have about Mm -hmm. africa yeah and and Africans, in africans right and of course we can't Mm -hmm. just focus on the individual in that case because there are stereotypes right so i was i was kind of wondering what you think about this like i do have some information here about like stereotype threats right and stereotype threat is the fear that one might do something that will inadvertently confirm a negative stereotype about one group. And they've done so many studies with this. Um, like, for instance, with, with African-Americans, uh, when they have to write a certain test and then they're primed or they're told to think about their race beforehand, they, they do worse on the test because of just the stereotype that exists out there. Um, but then they've done it with, on the flip side too, when uh, <laughs> when European-Americans... Um, were supposed to uh, had a basketball competition, and they had to think about their race beforehand. They did worse, and they also did it with with Asian people. Um, when the I think, please tell me some of those
0: studies. Yeah, uh, they 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 seem very very interesting.
1: Yeah, right. So of course, even though we are individuals and we have to think like, okay, how, what can I do to fix this? The group that we're a part of are the group that society puts us in and the stereotypes that are out there do subconsciously influence us without us even knowing it. Right. Um, what are some ways you think we can solve this as people or what are some ways that maybe Marmalade can tackle this as well? Um, uh, maybe like breaking some of these, cause it all comes down to breaking these stereotypes, yeah. right? What can Marmalade do to break the stereotypes about African people?
0: I'll give you one. Um, for example, um just visually as well, in terms of what we're doing with marmalade, you know from a from a branding point of view, um who says we need to have African prints over you know you know the landing page on the website, or the logo has to be you know an arrow and you know bow and and, and just these cliched cliched visual languages or visual communication tools. So we've actually gone the complete opposite, which is actually what what we're here to do is present information, um, and present content in a way that is clean, easy to understand, easy to digest. So uh even visually, we've 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 completely said um yes, it might have made a whole load of sense to rather than call it marmalade, to call it, I don't know, the African platform for global expansion or whatever you know or 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 or, you know africa to the world or or something as so again um i i think stereotypes exist um some of them are positive some are negative and the ones that are negative um yeah we're we we're just we're just trying to tackle those through not just through our personal point of view or sort of agenda um it's by it's by combing through the internet and finding you know people that are talking about these things already or, or people that that's challenged those those uh, uh, uh conventions or those uh, uh stereotypes um just by what they've done and this is basically what we do through through uh, um some of the the content that we've put out um a very good example of that is we do something called beyond black um And Beyond Black for me is an exploration into, you know, into identity, into culture and into heritage. And it's about where the inspiration came from. I saw something years ago, uh, I think maybe 2019 or 2020. um, And it was Lewis Hamilton. um, And it basically said, you know, the first black billionaire something, something, something. And for me, it's like, what's the relevance of the, yes, I know we want representation. I know, yes, it does, you know, it does help inspire, but he's already a walking billboard in terms of him being black. your are stating are obvious. So, yeah. So for me, it's let's change this stereotypes, not by amplifying the fact that, you know, you know, we're, we're of a certain race or because it, it it's it's cuz by doing that you you're, you're kind of giving into the fact that you believe uh you know black people, african people can't be billionaires and actually these people already exist out there yeah. so for me it's it's about just be yourself and be the best version of yourself and that would that that just just by how you exist will counter some of these, these things. like for example you know, days and days in apart there isn't anything I will put out there that says, "Oh, you know, this is why we, we we've called marmalade marmalade," or "This is why we look a certain way." It's just implied. You will pick it up. Human beings are a lot smarter than that. That so, these stereotypes, I don't, I don't mind them. Some of them, they're good. They, 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 they you know, they're humorous. They, we, we can all laugh. Some of them are very hurtful and are, are designed to produce. Um, A certain perception and those are the ones that we are going after aggressively but not aggressively in a very overt oh africans are always late so here are 10 you know here 10 evidence as to why you know african side no just show up to the meeting early that's it you know or just in your daily interaction so uh, um yeah that that's my that's my very long-winded view on on stereotypes yeah and by the way, it operates on both sides, both sides in the sense of, um, you know, people that have these st- stereotypes against, you know, Africans or, you know, black people. Um, people have stereotypes in general. People have, uh, you know, you know, stereotypes on, you know, on Asian people, on, you know, Arabs, on, on, you know, on Dutch people, on English people, on, you know, Welsh people. It's like, people just do and and it's just part of humanity but um as i said i find some of them funny and 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 i can i can laugh you know because it's like it's just funny yeah i agree man <laughs> like uh
1: i i want to break down stereotypes and everything but sometimes humor is humor great sometimes we can have some fun and and also recognize some of these stereotypes as well There's there's no reason to be in denial about certain yeah. things yeah uh, now, Tola, I know you need to go pretty soon here. So, is there anything else you want to say uh, to wrap this all up? I mean, I, I think you've already pointed at a lot of excellent things today. But,
0: yeah, anything else you want to say to wrap it up? So, um, I think for me, um, even though I've, I've you know spoken in a very um, in a very very sort of you know assured way about what we're doing with marmalade um we don't pretend to know it all um we we understand some of the blind spots uh we might have in terms of for example you know you can't tell the, the the entire story of african africans uh without understanding that you might have a certain bias for let's say you know you're from nigeria or you're west african so there there could be a unconscious focus on some of those things so Um, we are we are exploring what we are exploring uh, with open mind and also with the understanding that culture is evolving you know society is evolving and we are going to evolve you know with with society um, as it does and yeah we we always welcome feedback um, you know you know email comment dm uh, any any sort of you know uh, 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 ideas and we're, we're always looking for collaborators as well um people that are are excited about what we're looking to do and what our mission is um to see what could come out of you know a really um a really um remarkable partnership or, or collaboration um but ultimately we're here to educate um i hate that word by the way uh but it it's i'm using it shorthand now um we're here to to you know educate and you know entertain the world about african culture uh, in a way that resonates um we also want to you know create what we call a cultural exchange between africa and western culture um just so that it's not strange to say hey i'm taking my whole family to tanzania for 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 a holiday or, or you go to an African fine dining restaurant it's not it's not like oh look I it's, like, it's just something you do you know um so ultimately um I just want to live in a world where you know um human beings just connect uh um irrespective of you know where you're from where your background is and we focus on the more positive aspects of life and 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 just meet more incredible people like yourself and, and, and just, and just have open conversations. Yeah. Perfect.
1: Well, everyone who's listening right now, if you want to be a part of that conversation, I'm going to put a link in the description for Marmalade. I'm also looking forward to everything that's going to happen. I need to double check my subscription status actually, because I haven't gotten an email. Um, anyway, I'm going to double check yep. that. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> withoutborders.fyi is also a subscription site so i'm going to put both uh, links in the description and uh, please subscribe to both of our websites that's how we can keep this all going and of course the bigger the community gets the better it gets uh, we can't do this without your support um, so please check out our websites and thanks for tuning in thank you very much, all that.
0: thank you everyone